Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been really good to get it out, and uh, it's had a really good reception from all the fans, so that's really exciting. No, absolutely. So we'll start from the, the beginning. Was um, music something you always wanted to do? Uh, yeah, uh, ever since like 2009, though, it's such a random way to start, but I got this Eminem album, Relapse, which most people consider one of his worst anyway, but I listened to it and I was just so drawn to all the rhyme schemes and like all the complexity that was involved. And so that's when I started going really deep into rap. Then after that, I just started branching out more into pop and stuff and like, yeah, so for for the last 10 years, that's just been, like, my mission. No, absolutely. Your, your sound is quite unique to what you were here in Australia. Was that something that you obviously focused on? Yeah, I did always want to be unique, and I don't I don't think there's much value in being an artist that sounds like anyone else, because then you may as well just listen to them. It's definitely, music's definitely a personal expression, so I always tried to make it as, clear and unique to me as possible and speaking of Eminem what do you think of his uh, his latest album that he did what do you think of that one um uh, Kamikaze that was yeah. that was cool it was a nice return to form actually I thought like he was uh, he seemed like he was going down a bit of a downward trajectory up to that point but then it seems like he came back with that passion again and uh, that fire lit up under his ass so that's really cool yeah, well, that was what I was thinking. I mean, when you went, I think his album before that was just, I don't know, I think he just made it because the label probably told him to make an album. And, you know, yeah. when that occurs, you just pull, pull out, you know, not your best work. And I think that one very, I mean, it's not in his best, but still something that you go, that's an Eminem album. Yeah, I completely agree. It was so cool to see. Speaking of your stuff, though, I mean, your sort of sound, when I was listening to it the other week, I was like, this sounds so much like... Um, like X, like um, Swali, is that, you know, are they some of your influences? Yeah, they definitely are. X, 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 is, X and Kanye are my yeah. two absolute biggest influences, especially X as of late, um, R.I.P. But Sway Lee for sure, Post Malone for sure, Drake, The Weeknd, all that sort of interest, uh, Travis Scott, that interesting hybrid between, well, like where hip-hop has grown and evolved into this more melodic uh, R&B pop um, sounds, that's what I'm really uh, inspired by. No, because I, I was thinking one of your songs sounds, you know, if you didn't listen to it very much like how Juice World started off with, I mean, that very sort of, I won't say darkness, but that sort of haunting sort of sadness to his music. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I'm a big fan of darkness. <laughs> but as far as, I mean, the, the last single goes, plays, it's, it's sort of, when I was listening to it, something that I thought this is, this could be on a commercial radio station. It's so post Malone. It's Swali. It's you know. It's it's a lot of different artists put together. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks. That's something I definitely wanted to do. I've been. Uh, I, I've always begun, or like I began as a big fan of projects like mm. albums and like uh, with a deep concept attached to them. So I was always very um, inspired by creating a full length project, but. Uh, in the last couple of years, especially with the rise of Spotify and everything, the game sort of changed a bit where people are more interested in singles and that's just an easier way, it seems, to get off the ground. So I started switching my mindset and that's probably where I started um, really starting to appreciate uh, those sorts of self-contained singles 
that you can just hear on the radio and stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely been something I've been uh, aiming to do. So I'm glad that that came across. Yeah, because it, it, your, your other song, the, the single before that, obviously, Colorblind, is so different from Please. I mean, Colorblind almost sounds like a darker sort of pop song, whereas Please is that so melancholic sort of hip-hop song. Yes, yes, exactly. That's something I really want to establish with everyone, that Hunter 505 isn't... You can't put him in a box as a rapper or as a pop artist or whatever. I'm, I just am a fan of all sorts of music and really all art in general. So whenever I'm, whenever I hear something I like or, or I think of something that could go well, whether it's going to be pop or R&B or electronic or like whatever it's going to be, that's what's going to come out. No, because there are elements in all of your music that is a little, that is electronic, but it's also got that really dark undertone to it. Is it with... So explain to me the, the song, please. What was the, the story behind that one? Um, I was at this point where I felt like... Uh, so I put out Full Fear, which is mm. quite um, grounded in the concepts. Like, it's about uh, basically this girl really interested in the guy and then he's just not interested and he's trying to be as polite and, and as courteous as possible to just say, fuck off, basically. But then, uh, then I had No Breaks, which is a really nice, like, lots of... Uh, little bars and stuff that's just, you know, adding to the, the um, image sort of thing. Then there was Colorblind, which was a pretty heavy, intense concept. So please, like, I started getting this feeling of I just wanted to be something a bit looser, a bit more that you can just come in and come out of it and not really be too sucked in. But having said that, lyricism and narrative in a story is always something really important to me. So I started just... Like, I just freestyled the sort of the hook like, that's why you go fucking with me, don't know why you don't see. And I was like, oh, that's pretty funny and catchy, sort of, like a, a good uh, good vibe. And then as I laid that down, I started thinking about how the verses and stuff could unfold. And so that's where I, that's where I came from originally. No, because I, I was wondering with a lot of your sounds, I mean, that, the, particularly with players, it has this vibe out, but it, it seems to me at least that lyricism is really important to your craft. That's definitely correct. Yeah. And as far as the studio workings go for you, is it all done by you, the mixing, the remixing, the engineering side of things? Do you do all that yourself? The, the, the vocals? Yeah, so the mixing, the mixing of a song, remixing of a song... Um, the lay down of it all. So do you do all that or do you get a producer in as well? I was doing all of it myself originally. And yeah. then because I wanted to get as much content out and just build my catalog up this year, I started using other people's beats, so mm. other producers, but I've still always mixed it myself. And I was mastering it myself until recently. And I started working with Panorama mm. to master, who's just amazing. No, absolutely. So as far as, as a beat for you, an what album for, yeah, sorry, no, sorry, yep, yep, keep going, keep going, sorry. Yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm working on an album for next year where I'm returning back to producing half of the songs So because it's something I'm really interested in doing and I, I always, it's another dimension to express myself more uniquely. So I'm really keen for people to hear the beats that I've been making recently. So that's what I was going to ask you. Um, how, much of your, how much beats do you actually make in a natural song these days? So, uh, with these singles, and then I'll usually, well, pretty much every time, yeah, I'll rearrange them and mix them differently sometimes, so I'll have an involvement in that way, but for the 2019 releases, they've all been other people's 
beats originally. So when you're looking at a beat that you want to use or people send to you, what are you, what are you actually looking for? That's a good question. I Firstly, it's probably two dimensions. One, it's uniqueness in a way that resonates with me. And secondly, that it's something that I'll hear a couple of beats and I'll start, I usually will throw a few ideas down. So I might record like four choruses or something like that over four different beats. And then for the next two, three days, uh, one or two of them will be quite prominently (laughs) repeating throughout my head. The other two will just sort of fade into obscurity and then it's like, okay, they didn't really work. So it's, yeah, in the short term, like immediately, it's like the uniqueness uh, and and how it resonates with me. And then in the long term that it catch, it's like catching my ear and it's staying around that long. No, absolutely. I think that's something that's really important to, to a lot of songs of hip-hop, that it is catchy. That in, What do you think about this new, I, I don't want to say era of hip-hop, where a lot of it is now offbeat? What, where do you stand on that? Offbeat in the sense of, like, it's experimentalism? Yeah, it's sort of experimental. A lot of artists, a lot, um, particularly Juice World's newest stuff, and um, yep. X's last last, which we'll hear you know, late in the year, apparently a lot of it's actually offbeat when the, the, the singing and, and the beat. Oh, literally offbeat. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's um it's definitely interesting. It definitely uh was a bit jarring when I first heard it. Like with Blueface, it yeah. was like catching me up a bit. Yeah. But it's a really interesting way. I guess like the way I started seeing it is more like spoken word, uh, or like a, a combination uh, of spoken word and rap, which is. I'm all for doing different things and recreating or innovating however you can. So uh, having said that, there are some times where I hear songs where the raps are offbeat and it just sounds like amateur. It just sounds like they don't even know what they're doing. So it's a fine line. Well, I think it's a fine line, but I think, you know, you look at the likes of Juice, I mean, uh, not Juice World, uh, Blueface. I mean, his sort of style, I don't think many artists could actually simulate that sort of style. I think it's totally him. I don't yeah, think, that's I think, a really good point. Yeah, I think his style actually, you know, listening to his like a lot of um, have you listened to his original stuff on World Star? Yeah, yeah. Mm. You listen to his stuff on World Star and what it is today. I reckon the labels have basically said to him, "Can you stop this offbeat stuff now?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I could I could see why they would want that because it is very jarring, but it's also it was also the key to his success to yeah. a degree. I think it was a key to his success, but I think now that he's, I guess, a household name, he can get, he can go, he can go to a more, I guess, commercial sort of sound, yeah. which is, you know, yeah. really important. I think you look at the, you know, you look at the top forty charts. A lot of it, you know, is Swali, X now, um, Juice World, and of course Post. How do you think yeah. someone like Post, um, being white Caucasian in the hip hop game, has changed the landscape? Ooh, that's a good question because there were always some white people before him but i think what post brought really uniquely as a white person is like the just like the swag like he's just such a cool guy and like so loose and everything and like you know we're getting to that point now where race uh there's this guy i love called sam harris who's a, a um a writer and a neuroscientist and stuff. And he says, like, uh, there's this really cool analogy that he said where we should hope to get to a point where 
race is seen the same way as hair colour, yeah. where we notice that people are different races and they have different coloured skin, but it doesn't impact anything in any real way. Mm. So I think Post really represents that, where he's just like one of the boys. Like it, it's he's transcending those uh, those those lines of how how an artist should look and like you know he's got all the face tattoos and stuff and i think it's just such a great step having said that i always hear like the the um criticism that oh yeah like the classic eminem thing it's like oh well if post malone wasn't white he wouldn't be as big as he is now blah 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 it's just However the cookies crumble, yeah. that's what's happened. It's not like he's responsible for it. So I think what he's doing is just amazing and really, like, he's leading um, and pioneering music, pop music at the moment. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he is so, you know, you, you can break down a barrier. I, I was listening to him. He did a he did a song with um, uh, a really famous rock band. I can't think of the, of the top of my head now, but he switched up. He did a, a an Elvis Presley show with Keith Urban. He just does everything. You know, he doesn't fit in one genre, yeah. which is, I think what's made him ultra successful and I don't think you could actually name a song that you go well that's a bad Post Malone song yes for sure and saying that what do you think of his, his latest album I'm a massive Beer Bongs and Bentleys fan so it was always going to be hard to follow that up but Goodbyes is yeah. such an amazing song Sunflower is possibly my favourite song by him I think like he just yet again like it was hard to break, to follow it because Beer Bongs and Bentleys is just like banger after banger. Like, mm. but I appreciated that he took a different turn and tried to recreate himself to some degree while still maintaining all the aspects of Post that everyone loves. So, yeah, like especially the uh, the middle of the album, mm. I really like. Oh, yeah, that 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 three songs with um the Mick Mills and the the Ozzy Osbourne. Like, you have Ozzy on yes. an actual album with, with Travis Scott. It's like what. What goes through your mind going, yep, I'm going to get Ozzy and Travis on one track? <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. It's like, it's such a such a visionary idea. And speaking of a visionary, I think your sort of sound can, can translate all of that. And being from Australia, how do you feel, where do you see the scene in Australian hip-hop music at the moment? Oh, it's really interesting in Australia. Um... I was in London recently speaking, like meeting a couple of uh, South African and UK artists and they were asking the same thing about what's the scene like here and I used to just say, oh yeah, it's pretty low key, there's not too much going on, we've got a pretty, a much smaller population relatively and stuff, but like in the last even just year, there's been a lot happening, so Kwame's getting a lot of uh, exposure, Triple One who just put a song out with Kwame's doing really well. And there are a bunch of people, like 1-4. There's a bunch of really interesting stuff happening. The drill movement seems pretty strong here. And, yeah, um, it uh, something that's really interesting to me is, I think something that's very off-putting is the really hardcore Australian accents mm. for global listeners because it's just they're just not used to it. But it's becoming... It's like a really cool time where it's becoming diluted enough that's tolerable, like it's enjoyable to other people, but it's still, the accent's still there. And I think that's like a really cool uh, development for the Australian hip hop scene. But like, I think it's in the best place it's ever been. And I've been speaking to a few mates in the last few months about how it feels like the decade of 2020 to 2029 is probably going to lead to a lot of expansion of Australia and 
hip hop especially. Well, that's what I was going to say. The last, you know, last year, I mean, a lot of artists have made it on the world stage and, you know, been on beats and, you know, played around the world. And a lot of them seem to come out of the inner west. What is with the inner west in hip hop? I mean, a lot of them now come out of that area. Oh, that's a good question. The inner west is really unique in the sense that it's got a reputation for being quite creative and quite um, progressive, I guess. I think it was the uh, like the only um, electorate that nomin- uh, that voted in a Greens uh, candidate, so that sort of gives you a bit of an idea. Um, it's all really, you know, in in no way do I mean this uh, offensively, but it's it's very like vegan, very. Um, ethically aware and stuff like mm. that so I, it's really linked to art in that way um we've had the lockout laws in the city as well in new south wales where the um like can't serve alcohol after a certain time blah, 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 and that really killed the nightlife but that's also brought a lot of um the the attention to newtown which is a, a really big part of the inner west mm. so i think like the inner west has like a, a thoughtfulness and an appreciation for art um, and yeah that's how it's flowed into so much great music coming out of it yeah because I mean the last lot of us I mean you've named some I think I'm thinking Chillin who's the next big artist who was recently on Beach yeah. One he, I mean he's I think he's the Inner West as, as well so it's you know all the classic artists also from the Inner West it just seems to be something that's very I don't want to say ingrained to be hip hop artists from that area, but there seems to be just a lot come out of that area more than I think out of Australia. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. There's Western Sydney, which has its own sort of sound, mm. but I think particularly with the inner West hip hop, it's um, it's a bit more genuine and authentic. People, yeah. I think it's very conducive of people feeling like they can express themselves as fully and honestly and transparently as possible. No, absolutely. And as far as your music goes in that, you know, obviously you're from the inner, are you from the inner west? Yes. Yeah. So that was, that was about to say, you have that same similar sound as well with the inner west, so that's where it's got to be from the inner west, and you're blowing up at the same time, which, being from the inner west. As far as you go, what besides the album, what can we expect from you over the next 12 months? Okay, I'm uh, releasing a single called Enter the Void in... Um November 22nd, so that's about three and a half weeks away. Yep. It's actually on Triple J on Earth right now if you want to... Uh, really excited to get this one out. It's very much more hip-hop-y, mixed with uh, electronic. Then I have two other singles that I'm, like, sitting on right now that I'll probably roll out around, like, the beginning of 2020. But the main thing I'm working on is um, uh, an album... Mm. It's going to be 10 tracks with a really strong concept on. I'm really excited to get back to my concepts work. And that should come out sometime in 2020, but it's, yeah, it's early days at the moment, but it's all really exciting. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, mate.